This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke. And I'm Angie Burke. Thanks so much for joining us today. Do you happen to need encouragement today? Because that's what we're going to be talking about, encouraging yourself and encouraging others. It's so important, Al, to encourage one another today. You know, it's such a positive word, the word encouragement, you know, Mm -hmm. and so many people need it today. Sometimes you just have to go to the Word and start reading it. you got to encourage well, we're yourself. Go, we'll, we'll go over so many things. but but And, of course, you know, that's true because, you know, like I could, like say I'm out and about doing something and I get some bad news or or something happens that creates fear and I'm not home with my Bible. Do you know what I do? I literally picture my big black Bible and I picture it in, in video form like, opening it up to anything. Once that book of life is opened, I calm down. Wow, that's great. I calm down. I don't have to know any scriptures from there. The book itself brings life, you know? And so you're right about that, but we're going to get into more specifics. But people today, they need encouragement. There are way too many sicknesses. There are way too many addictions. People are filled with fear and worry. Uh, They're afraid of violence. They're afraid of death. They're afraid of being alone. There are so many uh, elderly people who have lost a spouse that need to be encouraged. And and you yourself might need encouragement. And, and And I know even I do today. So today we're going to share with you how you can be encouraged and how you can actually encourage others. So, um, well, you know, you know, where do you start? You got to start somewhere and you, you've got to take the word of God seriously. You know, I start by saying, I think the word of God is a big encouragement to anybody that can, that would open it. Uh, it's really even an encouragement to non-Christians, but they usually don't go there. It's a positive book and people don't always see it as a positive book. I've always saw it as a positive book. Mm-hmm. Like God has good things for me in spite of what's going on all around me. Yeah. That may not appear, especially as we do this show, the political climate is scary. Mm-hmm. But I know my God and I operate in my God. Yep. And I sometimes, you know, you have to encourage yourself. You do. And if you follow the instructions in the book, in the word of God, you know, things you get will, encouraged. You know, life will be good because the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy. But God has come, Jesus has come so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. But you and that's, get, a lot of people have that backwards. It's like God's going to steal. He's going to kill. He's going to destroy you because you're such a sinner. Yes. You're so bad, bad, bad. And all that joy of sin. And I know I've been wow. in churches where they said that to me many years ago. And I was like sitting there going, there's something wrong with this here. And that's pretty much what was taught a lot years ago. But it's that's not true. What is true, Jesus came to give us life and give it to the full. That's right. That's right. Now, there is a certain amount of you need to believe it. You need to enter into it. Um, right. That's very true. Because, you know, the trials are going to come. This yeah, world is going to, it's going to, uh, the devil will attack. I'd say that. I always like to say the devil always jumps on my computer. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, you get it. I don't really think he has to jump into your computer. <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's, I don't think he's the problem. <laughs> he said, oh, I could just leave him all by himself. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, you know, you, so get into, <laughs> you get into God's word and you can find out what you can actually do about a situation. Right. You know, and I'll give you a, an example. You get into God's word and find out what you can do. Say you have financial problems poverty or you just financial problems start what does the bible say given it'll be given unto you start mm-hmm. being a tither start finding places ask god where i can i where, can i give money here can i give money there lord where even if you don't have a lot you have something it fixes all your problems fixes all your problems the thing is we don't want to do it it says but it fixes all your problems you can when you read the word of god you'll get motivated you'll get encouraged you'll You'll expect a good outcome because that's what it tells you it's, that's going to happen. Absolutely. Awesome. You get motivated. The Word gives you hope. The Bible definition Absolutely. of hope is a positive expectation of good or good outcome. That's awesome, Al. <clears throat> you know, and that's another thing that's been misunderstood. Everything is, oh, I hope I, I hope God okay. comes through. I hope. It's like a bad connotation to that thing. It's always like, well, I hope and I'm hoping this is going to work. But really, we I guess the devil's twisted it around and got turned this word hope, which is a positive expectation of good, and turned it around to, well, I just don't know what's going to happen, I hope. Because that, that hope that the world has is faithless. Right. But the hope that the Bible says, it, you know what it says? It's a, it's a positive and a confident expectation of of a good outcome. That's faith that you know this is going to turn out good for your benefit because you you believe. You know, so this is this this is different than just oh I hope I hope I get healed. No. God says I'm healed. I'm already healed. I have a confident expectation that good is going to come out of this. In the end, I'm going to have what I want. And this is that's really believe. good. I think we should just really almost instead of inserting the word hope we should, instead of saying, oh, I hope this is going to happen, I hope this, we should say, no, I have a confident expectation of good. God's going to bring good in my life. He's going to change this. He's going to turn it around. It may take a little time, but I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. And you just start operating in that. And where do you get the wisdom to operate in it? By reading the Word Absolutely. of God. So maybe you're reading the Word of God and you don't understand anything. Get an easy-to-read Bible. The, the Passion Translation is a good one. And just start reading where it says the New Testament and read it and read it and read it. And the more you read it, the more you'll understand it. Just spend time reading the Word of God. And, I, you know, I had a pastor say this to me a long time ago. And I, I, I want to say this to you out there. Um, he said, you know, there are gray areas in the Bible. Well, I couldn't believe what I was hearing from this pastor of a church. There are gray areas in the Bible. No, the only gray areas are up here. Oh, in wow. the mind. Good. You don't understand what you're reading. You need the Spirit to show you what it means and to give you revelation. There's nothing wrong with the Bible, but there's a lot wrong up here, the way you're thinking and the way you understand in your carnal, natural self. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't understand it, but the Bible is clear-cut. I mean, it's either yes or no. Yeah, you the know? Bible's clear. To me, the Bible's clear. It may take a little time to learn and understand and get into it. There's a bit right. of that. Right. But the Bible's really, you know, it's pretty easy to understand, you know. Yeah. Let me give you a tough one. Thou shall not kill. That's a hard one, you know. <laughs> and people just, they, they don't, 
<laughs> Mark Twain said, it isn't what I don't understand about the Bible that scares me. It's what I do understand. <laughs> oh, that's good. And what he was saying was, look, there, you don't have to understand everything what we understand enough. Right. Start right. reading, start educating yourself, start learning, and you can operate in this hope, this expectation of good. You know, I tell you know, I'm a big giver, a tither. I give like a lot, and I operate in expectation of good coming That's to right. me. And I don't even care about the economy because I'm in right. God's economy. Absolutely, we are. And yes. so I operate in God's economy, whereas ninety percent of the world, and for sure, the church. That 90% of the church operate in the, in the world's money system. That's why they fail. It's the devil's money system. Yeah. But I operate in, so my hope, my expectation of good is in the prosperity that God wants to bring to me. It's a mindset. That, like you were saying, there's gray area. There's no gray area. Yes. The gray area is in your mind. Will this happen? Right. Oh, 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 I hope. Yeah. I hope this is going to yeah. happen. So every bit of comfort, every bit of encouragement through a trial is in the Word of God. That's where you go to find it. God encourages us through the Word. But the Word also tells us to, it also tells us to encourage ourselves in the Lord. It tells us to do that. And I'm going to, the story of David and the Amalekites, yep. I love that story because David and his men went to fight and they left their families and they left their cattle behind in a town called Ziklag. And they were literally left unprotected. David took all of his men and didn't leave anyone there to protect the family. And the city, they came back to the city and they found it burned to the ground and their families were gone. Now, let me read this to you in 1 Samuel 33 to 6. David and his men came to the city and they found it burned with fire and their wives, their sons and their daughters taken captive. So David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no strength in them to weep. Now, now have you ever felt that? Have you ever wept so hard you don't have any strength left? Now David's two wives were taken captive, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite, David was greatly distressed, for the people talked of stoning David, because all the people were bitter in spirit, each over his sons and daughters. You know, they wanted to kill David because they started blaming him. I guess he was the one that should have left people behind to care. He was the he one was in charge. running the show and he didn't leave anybody back there. Yeah. He, probably they didn't even have it in their mind that they would go around and hit their village. You right. know? And right. you know, you read something like they took all the people and the cattle. And you say, well, what's a cattle? No, that's their food. That's right. That is. Now, you, you know, they take that, you have no food and they burn the city. You have nothing. That's right. That's right. So... But look at what happens here. It says, but, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And this is how you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Because sometimes it's a very lonely walk and it is just you and the Lord. And he knows things about you that your closest uh, relative doesn't know about you, but he knows. So the first thing you have to know Okay, to encourage yourself in the Lord is that God loves you. He's on your side and he's not mad at you. I don't care what you did. He is just not mad at you. So what you know about God is so important because you can't encourage yourself in the Lord when you think he's mad at you. Or you think he did this to you. Well, yeah. 
That's and true. that's what a lot of people have said. They that's said, God true. did all this to me because he's mad at me. That's you know, true. Bad things are going to happen, but the devil is on the loose, and he's bringing all this bad stuff in your life. That's right. And then the devil blames God. Right. So if you think that God had anything to do with this, how are you going to, why would you want to encourage yourself in somebody that brought the problem to you? That doesn't make sense. Oh, you encourage good. yourself in the Lord. The second thing, how to encourage yourself, is you remember remember what he's done for you in the past. Think back on the times that God has been so good to you and has given you, getting you out of all your mess and all your problems, shielded you from possible problems. I think this is what David was focusing on the most. Now, I'm sure he didn't have this, but I encourage you to keep a journal. I really do. I have two big, thick books that I wrote at the beginning of my walk with the Lord that I'm saved for my kids for, you know, when I'm gone and they can read it and see my faith walk and how it's grown. And even I look at it once in a while and go, wow, I can't even remember half the stuff I wrote down. But the way God was for me all those years, keep a journal. My daughter keeps a gratitude journal. She, she just thanks God for everything he's gotten through. And as long as we're on the subject, I want to offer one to you because we actually have this on our website. This is a gratitude journal. It's just a simple notebook. And we have one in blue for the men also. It's available on victorylifeministries.org. And what you do is when God comes through for you, you write it down and you go to it every once in a while, especially when you need encouragement. A journal like this will encourage you because it's exactly what God did in your life. And let me just tell you something. If he did it for you once, he'll do it for you again and again and again. These are the ways you can encourage yourself. Absolutely. The journal thing is a really good idea yes. because you don't remember everything. No. And you can go back and go, oh, wow, wow. You know, look at that. I remember that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And the third thing you can do is find the promises in the word of God that pertain to your situation, such as healing. Uh, or you can't pay your bills, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Say you're a giver, and you haven't seen your harvest yet. You're giving and giving and giving, but you haven't seen it come back to you a hundred times over. You haven't seen that yet. Then you say, my God shall supply all my needs. You're having a hard time paying a bill. It's not always going to be that way. You will have your harvest because God's word doesn't lie. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, and he will do it because I have been a giver into his kingdom, and I've been given by faith, and I believe it will come back to me. So in other words, if that's your issue, it's finances is your issue, that's what you could say, and that's how you encourage yourself also in the Lord. Yes, absolutely. No? Um, you oh. know, when it comes to finances, I, I, I'm strong in that area. And I just believe God wants me blessed. And I believe it because this is what the word of God says. Right. It's given to be given unto you. So what I gave. Right. So when the devil comes and he says, well, you know, why is everything falling apart? It might be falling apart now, but you know what? I'm going right. to walk out of this with more money than I came in. Right. And I always do win. Yes. You know, sometimes you I go down, things happen, but I always come out ahead. Amen. And the fourth, worship. Oh, worship is really oh, good. Yeah, worship good scares the enemy because it has power in it. Yes, it and does. the devil hates worship because that's what he was. He was the worship leader. Oh, wow. And that's he right. was been thrown out. And when you worship God, it infuriates him. Yeah. <clears throat> worship yeah. keeps you focused on God and it keeps you happier and strong. Absolutely. But the, the worship kind of, the devil just, he leaves. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see yeah. this. 
I don't want to know about this. Wow. Well, yeah, worship, when we worship, Al, it makes us happy, it makes us stronger, it gives us a positive attitude about the situation. It's like, this is going to work. You know what else? If you're depressed in any way and you struggle with depression, put on worship music. Find songs you Mm -hmm. like, put on the worship music, and just start worshiping God in the thick of your depression. Right, right. And just keep doing it. I don't care how long you have to do it, whether you have to do it for two hours or 20 years, you keep doing it until the depression leaves. And it will leave if you will do it. That's right. It's the sacrifice of praise. You you do it in the midst of. That's when you praise. Now, let's talk about encouraging others. I want to read Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Discover creative ways. Listen to this. Discover creative ways to encourage others. By the way, it it doesn't say discover creative ways to encourage others that have been good to you and kind to you all their life. There's no distinction here. You are to encourage others that need it, whether they're nice people or not. Okay, that's not an issue. Discover ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, and this is talking about a church gathering, eager eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. You know, just going to church every Sunday is an encouragement. It's you go there and you, you, you know, you know, people and you you just start talking to them and they encourage you. They start talking about things that happen. You go, Oh, pray for me. And they pray for you. Just being in that environment, in that atmosphere encourages you in the Lord and it strengthens you. And he, if you read this back up here, he's, it says um, some uh, some have pulled away. In other words, they don't go to church anymore. Yeah. And that's COVID that's right. did that. <laughs> you, know, you know, not only that, some people just don't like the natural, traditional church setting. And, you know, it's a very prideful thing and it's a very selfish thing if you don't go to church. And I'll tell you why. Because so, it's not about you. You know, oh, they don't meet my needs. I already know that. The worship is too long. The service is too long. Uh, you know, they don't have right par- good parking. I'll watch it online. No, that's selfish. Because forget about you. What about somebody else that might need your encouragement? you got a room full of people. And half of them are probably hurting. Somebody came up to me a month ago and said, in one week, I'm going to be out of my house. I gave all my money away to the Lord. That's what she said to me over the years. It was stupid to do. I didn't manage it right. It did go into the Lord's kingdom, but now I'm homeless. Where do I go in a week? And so we prayed and the Lord found her something because she loves God, you know, and he had mercy. on. But I had to encourage her, you know. You know, it's it's a big to me, going to church is so important. Maybe it's not the best church in the world or you don't get that much out of it, but just being in that atmosphere and the fellowship of believers. You know, I know this guy that he's had a lot of problems and he lost his car. I guess he couldn't make the payments. I don't really know. But because he was a faithful person coming to church, the pastor said, we need to help him. Right. And the pastor got him a car and we helped pay some of the insurance. And because he went to church regularly, he wound up with a car 
free and the insurance paid free. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he hadn't been going to church and he mm-hmm. had just been a believer, it's good to be a believer. But if he hadn't been, that never would have happened right. for him. Right. It's so important. And did that encourage him? Yes, it did. It encouraged him yes. a lot. And if we, if you never went to church, you wouldn't have met him. But, right. And not only that, you're going to get blessed. Uh, and then I get blessed. Absolutely. And that encourages me when I know God. It's better to give than to receive. Well, why did Jesus say that? Because when you give, you're going to receive from God. It's going to be ridiculous. Right. So it's better to give to someone than receive from them. Absolutely. Because God will pour it on you. It's a so blessing true. is going to, that's why he said that. Because it doesn't make any sense. I think everyone should go to church, and it's not about you. It's, an, it's about others. It, it, it's, and it's an encouragement to you. When you go to church, it's encouraging. And if the service is too long, go every other week. What can I tell you? You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm only I, kidding. But the, the point I'm trying to say is find a church that does encourage you. Uh, uh, go, right. go to one that works for you. Just being there. Just, just being, being there in the in atmosphere. atmosphere. That's why uh, watching these church services online and stuff, it's nothing not, compared it's to not being the same. there. You know, the church that we go to, the worship music is awesome. And yes, we just I just enjoy worshiping it's God beautiful. in that atmosphere all the time. And we're getting to know more and more people. It's awesome. But I want to go to the book of Acts and talk about Barnabas because he is the encourager. This is where I wanted to get to. He was called to Antioch because he heard that the gospel was being preached to the non-Jews also, the Gentiles. And they and the Gentiles were receiving it. So he, he wanted to go and he wanted to check it out. And I'm going to read Acts 11, starting with 22. News of what was happening in Antioch reached the church of Jerusalem. So the apostles sent Barnabas to Antioch as their emissary. When he got there and witnessed for himself God's marvelous grace, he was enthused and overjoyed. Then look at this. It says, he encouraged the believers to remain faithful and cling to the Lord with passionate hearts. Barnabas was a good man. This is all in scripture, full of the spirit of holiness, and he exuded a life of faith. Because of his ministry, even more crowds of people were brought to the Lord. Again, Barnabas was known as the encourager. People like to be around encouragers. I mean, we need it. They like to be around. He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He lived a life of faith. And these three things, this upright man, spirit-filled thing, and lived in faith, because of these qualities, he was able to encourage people in the right way. Okay, and that, you know, I wouldn't encourage somebody to do something wrong, but he was encouraging them in their faith because there's a lot of stuff they didn't understand. They probably didn't believe, but he was anointed because of his life of faith. People were drawn to him because of his encouragement. And it's important. Uh, You know, Al, an encourager is a positive person. Mm -hmm. You know, they exhort people. They motivate yeah. them. This, this will work. It's good. Right, right, right. And and they give them hope. And, you know, I, you know, how could you, when you're talking about the word of God to somebody, ministering to somebody, how could you not encourage? The whole Bible is positive. It's a big book of encouragement. Absolutely. And you know what, Al? There may be two sides to a story. There may be two sides to something. But you know what? An encourager is always going to look at the bright side. My father-in-law, my stepfather-in-law, this man, he lived to 95. He never said one negative thing about anyone in his life. And 
anytime you brought the worst situation to him, he would spin it to a positive. He would look at the positive possibilities, you know, because even, even if you have a, a terrible situation, there's always a good positive outcome something if you have the, the right hope. Yep. Absolutely. And he always did. And I always would walk around saying, man, if he doesn't, if he doesn't remind me of Jesus, I don't know who does. And even, and boy, when he was on his dying deathbed, boy, all those nurses just loved him because they loved being around a positive person and encourager. Everybody loves to hang around somebody that's up and positive and encouraging and saying, yeah, this will work. It's okay. No problem. That Everybody wants to be around that type of person. When you encourage yourself in the Lord with the word of God, you will feel better, you will get help, and he will show you what he could do. But when you encourage others also, it is so powerful. It is so powerful because you're, you're doing what Jesus would do. And some people, some people need a little bit more help. They can't, that they're not at the point where they can go and uh, confess scriptures and just, you know, they should, and eventually they should get there. But we need each other. This is what the body of Christ is for. We need each other to just, you know, walk alongside each other and encourage each other that God's got something better for you, even if it's in the midst of their sin or something. Don't judge them. You know, you can think of some things you've done that aren't good either. Don't judge them. Just walk alongside of them and encourage them that God has always got something better for them. You need to do this. Do it for yourself and do it for others. We want to encourage you to go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and check out all of our resources there we have for you. We'd also would like to ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be awesome. You'd get one or two teachings a week. If you like what you heard here, you'll like what you get there. So thank you so much for joining us. And remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.